0: Right, welcome back to the Christopher Governator Show And this evening we're getting caught up on what happened today At the Ted defamation trial, defecation trial So, um, and Johnny's on the stand Let's continue, I just did, I came before it if you if you want to know what came before it, just go to a previous podcast.
1: Aquaman and Fantastic Beasts—the one that I was uh,
2: in—and why did you feel a responsibility with respect to those two franchise films?
0: Um. Okay. Before he answers, I'm just going to point out that, you know, he as he mentioned, she vetted Miss Turds So therefore, um, you know, it's kind of a heads up basically, uh, that because she brought this on herself, you know, all the spotlight of being a victim of domestic violence, all poor scam you know, she even got the ACLU on boards with her, use the ACLU. They should disavow, or dis, whatever it's called. They should, they should, uh, they should sue her for using them for her fucking lies. Frauds. I think the ACLU should sue, um, and for frauds. That'd be fine. Scamber. Okay, scrambertard for frauds. Who? Okey doke. Okey doke, back to the show.
1: Um, Warner Brothers was starting to get quite Said about uh, some of the things that were being said about me at the press mm-hmm. that were constant constant were? constant uh, hit pieces um,
0: yeah hit and, pieces uh, exactly
1: you, you know it,
0: it was a hit on one piece
1: level, on one level
0: and the Washington Post too yes,
1: it's just acting it's just movies but it's business and it's your word and I've given my word to them I had to, I felt responsible in, in, to be, that I had to tell them exactly what was going on. And uh, that it was going to end up up there. And which of those two film
2: franchises were you a part of? Sorry? Which of those two film franchises were you a part of? Um, I, I, was, uh, I, was, I was in uh,
1: Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and I was in um, the Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Could we
2: please pull up DX-883? Mr. Dev, do you recall seeing these text messages during Mr. Rottenborn's examination? Uh, yeah, yes sir. And you didn't seem to recall these text messages,
0: is that fair? Uh, I see her. What does it say? Right exactly, Molly. Rightfully, mind. Should I just... In just tonight. what should charge... Change her understanding of what it is like to be thrashed about like a pleading mackerel. I need, I want, I take. Yeah, so what?
1: It, it, it truly is fair. It's, I mean, it's not, I'm not Do you have any? Those. I don't know who Molly is, I don't know any, I don't know nothing about this.
0: Molly of
2: what you're
0: referring to in this text message. that's
1: that the ecstasy no. I, 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 honestly if, if somebody else had borrowed my phone or something and made this text to Stephen possibly but I don't understand the, I, I,
0: don't, I don't Molly's a drug kind of, uh, I don't write like that. I don't have that
1: kind of hubris or Expectation. That's quite grotesque
2: text. Can we take that down, please? Can we please pull up Defendant's Exhibit
0: 1821? Oh, my. Who's grotesque.
2: Mr. Depp, do you recognize this document?
1: That is behind the bar, yes.
2: And do you see a, Mr. Ronborn asked you some questions about whether there was a telephone yes,
1: in, and in now Australia. Yes, I see a telephone there now. And do you, did you recall that
2: telephone being there?
1: I don't recall the telephone being there, but uh, I, I can see it now.
2: Can we please pull up eight, uh, Defendant's Exhibit 1820?
0: Zoom in. I don't see the telephone. do you recall
2: me showing you this text message earlier on uh, or excuse it, me do you recall yes, me yes. showing you this picture yes. uh during your examination yes yes yeah okay and i think i asked you whether you recall a phone being mounted on the wall in the left of this picture do you remember that yes and what was your answer to that Mr. Depp, Mr. Ronborn asked you some questions about your, your honeymoon, do you remember that? Yes. And I believe you had testified that you and Miss Heard were on the Orient Express together.
1: That's correct, yes.
2: How, where had you been prior to being on the Orient
1: Express? Uh, um, we had been in um, Australia. Island to catch the Orient Express. Uh,
2: if we could bring up the plaintiff's exhibit 162 again. Mr. Duff, do you know who took this picture?
1: Malcolm Connolly.
2: And despite what Mr. Rottenborn showed you about the, of the picture of you prior to this, do you see a bruise on your face in this picture? I
1: see like, what looks like a pretty decent shiner and a kind of a scratched up nose, yes.
2: And do you recall how you got the scratches and the shiner?
0: We already talked about this, actually.
2: Okay. It was a very, um...
3: Freak out that Miss Herb had in our cabin. <laughs> freak out. Uh,
1: just before this dinner. I can't remember why there were many. Um, I remember taking the photograph. I mean, I remember being there. I remember meeting the chef. But I,
2: I mean, the quality of the photo is not great. Of the that the show is just pretty, pretty dumb. Mr. Depp, did you ever physically abuse Ms. Hurd during your
4: relationship? Never. Never. No further questions. All right. Sir, so you can have a seat next to your attorneys. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. Your next witness.
0: Good for him. Good job, Johnny.
4: Didn't quite get that, I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> step calls Morgan to me. All right. Morgan to me.
0: how many comments I made one two three four
5: Good afternoon, Mr.
6: Tremaine.
5: Hello. Would you please state your full name for the record?
6: Morgan Cliff Tremaine.
5: And what do you do for a living?
6: Uh, I produce esports events and design video games.
5: And in 2016, what did you do for a living?
6: I worked as the field assignment manager at TMZ.
5: What is TMZ?
6: TMZ is an uh, an entertainment news uh, website and television show.
5: And what were your responsibilities as a field assignment manager for TMZ?
6: Uh, I was the go-between the news desk in the office and the reporters in the field, which you might know as
5: paparazzi. Approximately how many paparazzi were you in charge of? Uh,
6: At the time, it was about 20 in LA, a handful, maybe three in New York and then one in DC.
5: And what were your responsibilities specifically as to the paparazzi?
6: would be to dispatch um, paparazzi to various locations based on tips or um, just direction uh, dictated by having a list of sort of hot spots where celebrities would be.
5: And how were those tips received?
6: They were received either through tips that we received through a tip line or directly through um, news producers in the office.
5: And were tips frequently received directly from sources?
6: Um, very often the case, yeah.
5: And who were the type of sources that TNC received tips from?
6: Um, they would receive tips from, oftentimes it would be publicists, managers, agents, or B list celebrities. Lawyers? And lawyers, definitely.
5: How are tips verified?
6: Tips are verified um, by an extensive process. If they come in through our tip line, we have to verify who sent it, that they um, that the <laughs> Source is truthful, and so they have to uh, add their contact information, which is a field in that uh, on that website for like name, uh, phone number, things like that.
5: And how long does that process typically take?
6: If we receive a tip through the tip line, um, it could take a while because that would need to be. If it was a tip, we would need to verify it. If it was media, such as photos or videos, that would need to be extensively verified to ensure that the person sending it is the copyright holder and that we would have the legal ability to air it and distribute it.
5: And while working for TMZ, were you involved in any assignments related to Ms. Hurd? I was. What was the first time you recalled working on an assignment related to Ms. Heard?
6: Uh, I believe it was May 27, 2016.
5: And what was your role in that assignment?
6: For that, it, Ms. Hurd was filing a uh, restraining order at a courthouse in downtown Los Angeles. So um, I dispatched camera people to that location.
5: Under what circumstances would you normally send paparazzi to a courthouse?
6: Uh, Only if we had been informed prior. It's not by any means a celebrity hotspot. We would only ever send people there if we had been tipped off that something was occurring and there was somebody present there.
5: And what footage was TNC trying to capture at the L.A. courthouse on May 27th, 2016?
6: We were trying to capture uh, Amber leaving the courthouse and an alleged bruise on the right side of her face.
5: What was your team of paparazzi supposed to do while they were at the L.A. courthouse on May 27th, 2016? Rejection, Your Honor.
7: uh, Hearsay.
4: And foundation. What were they supposed to do?
7: Right. She's asking for...
5: Uh, I'll overrule the objection
1: at this point. Go ahead, Mr. Tremaine. Can
6: you read uh, the question again?
5: What was your team of paparazzi supposed to do while they were at the Los Angeles courthouse on May 27, 2016?
6: Their objective was to capture her leaving the courthouse, and then she was going to sort of stop and turn towards the camera to display the bruise on the right side of her face, DLH bruise.
5: Did your team of videographers get the shot of Amber Heard? We didn't. What is the difference between receiving a tip from a news producer and any other source?
6: Um, if it's any other source, it would have to be verified um, by copyright. If it was anything that was received um, directly through a news producer, then they go through that process to verify uh, the source.
5: Did you do anything to verify the tip on May 27th, 2016 related to Amber Heard? I did not. Why not?
6: Um, Because it had come directly from a news producer.
5: Does that mean it had been verified?
6: It means that they had verified that tip and deemed that it was credible, and therefore a camera person needed to be dispatched.
5: After May twenty seventh, two thousand sixteen, were you involved in any other assignments related to Amber Heard? Yes. Can you tell me about those assignments? Um, The next one would have been August sixth, two thousand sixteen, where she was giving a deposition. So what did you do in relation to that tip?
6: I uh, dispatched camera people to a parking lot adjacent to a law office in which she would be arriving to. So we could get the uh, footage of her arriving for the deposition.
5: Do you typically send paparazzis to parking lots of law offices? No, not at all. Mm -hmm. Did you get the shot of Ms. Hurd on August 6, 2016? We did. After August 6, 2016... Were you involved in any other stories involving Ms. Hurd? Yes, I was. And what story was that?
6: Um, On the 12th, we received a video um, depicting um, Johnny Depp um, slamming some cabinets that was captured by Ms. Hurd.
5: And what day was that?
6: That was the August 12th.
5: 2016?
6: 2016, yes.
5: Can you describe to the jury how you received the video on August 12th, 2016?
6: Yes, the video was sent in through our email tip line, which is uh, an email distribution that goes to all the producers and to myself as the field assignment manager because it often included celebrity locations. The, it came in as, as I recall, a... Objection.
7: Hearsay. He's
5: just describing how it came in. He, I think he's about to reveal hearsay. Think, uh, I'll rule for now. We'll see where it goes. Please continue.
6: So I received that email and it included a link from some unknown Dropbox type um, uh, public uh, website in which it contained Objection, that video. Your
7: Honor, hearsay. He's about to
4: describe what's what comes from the Dropbox website. And that's so far as you said, it
5: was a link from the Dropbox. We'll see the next question. Go ahead, next question. So you received a link. What was in that link?
6: In that link was the video of. Johnny Depp smashing the cabinets.
5: And you received this video in your inbox, correct? I did. What did you do once you received that video?
6: We um, downloaded it. Better publicist sent it up. Editor who was sitting next to me at the time. Um, we downloaded it, and then were instructed by the uh, news producer to do what we call slap um, bumpers and a bug on it, which is putting the dun 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 at the beginning end and then uh, putting a uh, translucent watermark over it, which indicates copyright ownership.
5: After you did that, was it posted?
6: It was posted, yes.
5: Where was it posted?
6: It was posted to TMZ.com.
5: Did you do anything else related to Amber Heard on August 12, 2016?
6: Um, yes, I received a tip that Amber Heard would be arriving at LAX and so I dispatched camera people to uh, film that exit, or her, um, her arrival to LAX, And
5: why did you do that?
6: Um, I was instructed to.
5: How long does it take to post a story after media's been received by TMZ?
6: After media's been received, um, it could take any length of time depending on who owns the copyright.
5: How does TMC obtain copyright
6: over images and videos? Um, the only way to obtain copyright over media would be if we shot it ourselves, if it was sent to the tip line, source verified, that it was from the original copyright owner, and then either purchased from that person or given to us. And then the third option would be if it was directly given to us by the copyright holder, like a direct source.
5: And how long does it take to copyright something TMC has received through the tip line?
6: Uh, It can take a while because you have to extensively verify that that person owns the copyright. And then possibly, it it depends also if they, you can even get in contact with the person because they might not be super responsive immediately um, via phone or email that they provided. And then potentially you'd have to enter a negotiation with our Clips and Clearances Department to uh, figure out the cost of that media.
5: How long does it take for TMZ to obtain a copyright or something received directly from a source?
6: Something in the realm of 15 minutes just to do what I described before, which is putting bumpers and a bug on something and write the article and post it. It's pretty fast.
5: How much time had passed from the time you received the Kitchen Cabinet video to the time it was posted on TMZ?
6: About 15 minutes.
5: Did any other tabloids other than TMZ post this video? No they... Did any other... Mr. Tremaine, go ahead.
6: no they did not and why not um because it was a tmz exclusive
5: and what does that mean it means the
6: tmz owns the copyright to it so it can't be distributed by any other media source without backlinking to tmz and they wouldn't be able to upload that media without uh, getting a copyright strike
5: have you seen the kitchen cabinet video that was played in this trial i have yes how does that video that was played in this trial compare to the one you received on august 12 2016.
6: um when i had clipped the direct link that we received and watched the video in its entirety it, it was much shorter than the video we had received uh, than the video that's been played in this trial there was some a bit at the beginning that was played here in which miss hurd is uh, seemingly sort of sitting at the camera and getting into position and then there's a bit at the end where she's seemingly snickering and looks at the camera, that part was not present in what we received.
5: Did TMZ edit the video?
6: No, not even a little. When we receive something and it's edited, there's a clear indicator because there's sort of a journalistic practice that uses, when there's an edit, you do what's called like a white flash transition, which covers the entire screen in white to very clearly indicate to everybody there was an edit here for time or whatever um, just for, to make it a little more compelling. But in this case it was not edited um, as I was staring at the machine that edited it and present for the entirety of receipt to publish it.
5: When was the next time you worked on an assignment related to Amber Heard?
6: Um, it was, well uh, there was the, the time where we went to the airport and then the day after that, because um, she had flown in for the deposition, like I think the first time did work out. So she was arriving again for the deposition in that same uh, parking lot adjacent to a, um, a law office. And what's that August 13th, 2016? That was August
5: 13th, yeah. And what was your assignment on August 13th, 2016?
6: Uh, to dispatch camera people to that parking lot at a specific time in order to film Amber Heard arriving for the deposition.
5: How did you know that tip was legitimate?
6: Uh, it came from a news producer.
5: While you worked at TMZ, did you ever receive any communications from Mr. Depp or his camp? I did not. Nothing further on Honor. the Yes.
7: Uh, so how do you know what video was shown at this trial?
6: Um, I was alerted by a friend that, um, that TMZ was being kind of talked about in this trial, and so I had seen a clip of that.
7: So you watched some of this trial? Correct. Okay. When did you first reach out to counsel for Mr. Depp?
6: Um, I believe that was six days ago, whatever that date would be, I'd have to do that. All right.
7: And then you received a subpoena, I think yesterday, in care of your attorney, Cindy Hickox, right? Correct. Okay. And Cindy Hickox represents Christy Dombrowski. Kate hey, James, Robin Bond, objection are you aware, aware culture speculation. Oh, 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 oh. Were you aware of that? No. No. If you don't have information that's helpful to this case, then you wouldn't be a witness, correct? Objection. Culture speculation. Sustain. Sustained. Sustained.
6: Next question. I'm not aware.
7: Right. Okay. You know this you know this case is being televised, right?
6: I, I am aware that there are cameras.
7: And so this gets you your 15 minutes of fame. Objection, Your
5: Honor. Argumentative. I I can ask that question. So
6: so I stand to gain nothing from this. I'm actually putting myself kind of in the target of TMZ, a very litigious uh, organization. And I'm not seeking any 15 minutes here. So you're welcome to speculate. I could say the same thing by taking Amber Heard as a client for you. A argumentative, do you think? Oh, hardly. I find that to be purely logical. Thank now,
7: you. Now, are you aware that Mr. Depp's attorneys were uh-huh. well aware of the TRO that was going to be presented
4: on May 27th? Objection, calls for speculation. Were you aware of that? Lack of foundation. Overruled if you can answer. It. Can you restate the question?
0: Were
7: you aware that Mr. Depp's divorce attorneys were aware that Amber Heard was going in to seek the TRO on May 27th? I don't think I understand the question. I don't think so. No. Okay. Do you know question. whether Blair Burke, one of Mr. Depp's divorce attorneys, has a very close had a very close relationship with TMZ at that time?
5: Objection. Culture speculation. Overruled.
6: If he I was not aware of that.
5: Okay. And
7: when you said that you were dispatched twice, once to film Amber for in a parking lot for the deposition. And then it didn't work out, and so you had to do it another time. How did you know it didn't work out?
6: Because TMZ.com posted an article saying as much. Okay. And I, know, I was not dispatched.
7: Do you know the why office. the deposition did not work
6: out? I'd have to reference the article, I forget. So, so
7: do you I, know, I I didn't write
6: that story, I wasn't involved in the actual you know journalism of that.
7: Which side, do you know which side would have known or not known whether that deposition was going to work out? In other words, the people representing Mr. Depp and the people representing Ms. Harris. I wouldn't know. Okay. Um, and then the video clip, um, you don't know who provided that, correct? Correct.
6: Okay. Not just to find out.
5: That. No All right. Redirect. Mr. Tremaine, why did you contact me <laughs> in relation to this case?
6: Um, I saw that there was a discrepancy with like the video that was shown here in the video that I know I had received. So I, I had no interest in testifying. It was I had reached out simply to maybe try to help with the timeline of things or, or help with the case in any way, just by virtue of, of understanding the timeline of the stories that were published and kind of how that can be unclear. Um, but I had no idea I'd be on the stand. Nothing further, thank you. All right, sir, you're free
4: to go. Thank, thank you. you. All right. You have another witness? Okay. Mr. Depp
0: calls Brian Neumeister,
4: Your Honor. All right. Brian Neumeister. He has not been. Yes ma'am. Good afternoon, Mr. Newmeister. Good afternoon. Could you please state your full name for the record?
8: It's Norbert, N-O-R-B-E-R-T, oh. Brian, I go by Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Neumeister, N-E-U-M-E-I-S-T-E-R.
4: Um, could you start by describing, describing your educational background,
8: please? My educational background? Well, I graduated from Cal State University Northridge 42 years ago with a degree in political science. Um, From then on I've been working professionally in photography, totally unrelated, uh, for the past 42 Hmm. years. Uh, and That would also include videography, audio, and a few other different uh, binary related tests. Where do you currently work? Uh, I own uh, USA Forensic. What is USA Forensic? USA Forensic is a digital forensics company. We are boutique, we're very small. We work, uh, we have offices in Grove Point Farms, Michigan, and in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we work with varying types of clients because to us, data is data and it takes no side. So we can be ending up working for prosecution, defense, law enforcement, the Innocence Project. We have a contract with the Department of Defense. We do classified and unclassified work. We've done classified work with various agencies. We've worked with DOJ. I worked in 23 countries as a photographer. What's your title at USA Forensic? Uh, CEO.
4: Did you also found USA Forensic? Originally
8: around 1990 it was called Skymeister. And that is because of my they got a helicopter photography time I have. Um, hmm. Uh, 20, about 10 years ago, we changed it to USA Forensic, while still doing a lot of the same tasks.
4: And you described, I think, some of the entities that you work with. Um, what kind of work do you
8: do for those entities that you mentioned? We do uh, audio forensics, which is clarifying audio. For example, sting operations or uh, audio that may have been picked up on surveillance or any other type of recording, removing background sounds. Video clarification, we do a lot of work with axon cameras on
9: relevance based on the discussion we had earlier. This experience has absolutely nothing to do with it.
4: <laughs> All right. Do you have an objection to him being moved in as an expert?
9: Mm-hmm. Well, she hasn't moved yet. I'm objecting to the relevance of the testimony on the subject matter right now.
4: I'll overrule the objection. Thank you, Your Honor. Go ahead, Mr. Maester. You can continue.
8: Uh, where I left off is uh, we do a lot of work with Axon police cameras because they don't really handle low lux levels or low light levels very well. So we clean up We are beta testers for a program called Inflace, which is uh, part of the Axon company used by police officers. We clarify their cameras to better see what happened at night, Uh, for example, in in different scenes. We do the same with surveillance cameras, Um, any kind of camera, cell phone cameras. We also do uh, cell phone forensics, computer forensics, and cell tower forensics, along with uh, photographic forensics. What types of cases do you work on? It can be anything from uh, Fortune 500s to, uh, uh, it can be anything from a pro-per, which is a person that's actually just representing themselves in in a a, uh, smaller case, to uh, a lot of homicide cases. Um, Defamation, uh, it can be any kind of case that requires cell phone extractions or computer extractions, could be money laundering. could be. Uh, The Department of Defense, identifying a voice, that type of thing. Satellite imagery and basically anything with binary information.
4: Have you been retained as an expert before?
8: Oh yes. Um, I would say we average about 150 to 200 cases a year. In the last four years we've done over 600 cases and that would be in uh, U.S. federal courts, U.S. district courts, various state courts throughout. Uh, throughout the United States. We just wrapped up a case that was an overseas case, wrapped up yesterday. Um, We do U.S. military court. Uh, We have a case coming up in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. So it's really very, I've done quite a few U.S. district court cases.
4: Have you testified as an expert in digital forensics before?
8: Yes, Um, and what people sometimes don't understand is only about 2% of all cases go to trial. So, 98% of the time, you're actually just doing the forensic work and giving it to the parties. And as we say, data is data, it really doesn't take a side. We don't have a narrative. So, very often it's just providing the data for the attorneys to work with, uh, or the parties.
4: Have you ever been excluded from testifying as an expert regarding any work
8: that you performed? No, um, but you have to take into account that sometimes there might be curbs put on what, uh, for example in this trial, um, there's certain boundaries. Uh, or if you're working with a pro per or with an attorney that is not very familiar with electronics. And, and the thing is, again, they teach Latin in law school, not binary. And binary is the universal language these days. So sometimes in the legal system it's a little bit hard to explain to attorneys what exactly we're doing so we try to break it down and make that work. What is digital forensics? Digital forensics is anything that you are using like your your television set, your cell phone, your computer, uh, anything that runs off of binary information that has coding in it.
4: How long have you worked in digital forensics?
8: Well, I actually started off in analog, so it's been forty-some odd years. I started off as a cameraman. Um, my first cameras were film cameras. When I was a kid, my dad was a director of sales and sales service administration for the NBC Television Network on the West Coast, so I grew up around television cameras. My first cameras were cameras people might not have heard of, like a Hasselblad cameras like that. I trained with some of the best photographers around at the time, William Walmer, Niall Latham, really excellent photographers. And um, I started shooting videotape from helicopters, and I logged off fourteen thousand seven hundred hours of video. And at that time, oddly enough, since we were the only helicopter, a television helicopter, we were the only helicopter in Phoenix. At the time, the sheriff's the sheriff's department did not have a helicopter. <laughs> The police department did not have a helicopter, nor did AeroVac. So we ended up doubling up uh, being a news crew as well as an air rescue crew. So, as far as forensics, analog probably from 1980 to 1990, and digital from 1990 through current. How'd you get started in it? Really by osmosis. I started in the production field. I usually don't uh, do that much TV work anymore. I did do did uh, shoot part of an episode, uh, a program called Planet for the BBC last year. I don't normally do television anymore. It's just 99% forensics. But uh, I got started because very often as working in a helicopter, um, we'd be asked to work for a police department, a rescue or a chase or whatever the situation might be. And since I'd be videotaping it, they would ask me to break it down frame by frame and analyze it using a, what's called a time-based the day. And so um, word got out that I could do unusual things because I'm pretty good with machines. And uh, it it just ended up. It more and more people started calling, and it just became a full-time job.
4: Have you received any professional certifications in forensics?
8: Yes, but again. Most hackers and people who do uh, interesting work uh, don't have any certifications, because the certification is usually like a week-long course. I've been doing this stuff 42 years. Um, my partner, Matt Erickson, he, uh, he's actually a, a- Objection, Your Honor,
4: to the partner who's not testifying. to no, these right. qualifications I'll on su- relevance. Sustained the objection. Yep. Mr. Neumeister, can you just describe which professional certifications you have received?
8: Uh, for uh, cell phones, uh, oxygen. Uh, which is a program similar to Celebrite uh, but these are, uh, these are programs that are used by law enforcement and by private parties to extract data from cell phones um, that has been deleted or uh, which is critical in a lot of cases, deleted data or just to what we call image a cell phone. In other words, get every bit of data that's possible on a cell phone and again every cell phone is different. The next would be in a cell, tower, a cell tower forensics.
4: Are you a member of any professional
8: associations in your field? Yes, IEEE, which is the International Engineering Society. And the reason I belong to that is about 40% of the world's white papers on electronics are published through IEEE. So they have a huge uh, database on anything from um, microwave technology to uh, telephone transmission technology. Anything that I might work with, they might have a white paper on it. Also, uh, with the Audio Engineering Society, AES, I'm a member of that, I lecture to AES. um, uh, uh, There's a few others, but again, they're just uh, mainly to have a repository of information.
4: Have you received any honors or awards?
8: Yes, I've received about 80 honors and awards. I have uh, for videography, I've got a total of 12 Emmy Award statues but I've been the principal that in 39 Emmy Awards, which means I've written the music for the uh, program, and, and the program has won the Emmy Award for music, but it was given to the production company, which happens a lot. I've won for Best Editing, i won for Best Ace Editing, which is um, computer editing. Uh, Best Sound, I've won, uh, i done the music to a piece that won the Golden Lion at the Film <laughs> Festival I've done uh, music to a piece that ran that won the World Gold at the Calgary Film Festival. I've got a, a lot of awards from Associated yeah. Press and different uh, companies from doing documentaries and news.
4: Hmm. Have you published any works um, in the field of digital forensics?
8: Yes, uh, and they're mostly articles, about a half dozen of them or so. We don't have much time, and I don't usually do it, but it was basically on most of my work deals around clarifying or authenticating. So it was basically the things I published were on clarification of digital files.
4: Have you appeared on
8: TV as an expert in digital forensics? Yes. uh, Where? Uh, CBS, NBC, ABC, BBC, um, Discovery Channel, a number of different things. Any uh, particular examples of things that you've spoken on TV about? I oh, know, Boston bombings, how the frame averaging was done on that, sort of things like that. Um, again, we get calls a lot, but I don't speak specifically about cases. I just speak about technology.
4: Have you given any public lectures in the field of digital forensics? Mm-hmm.
8: Yes, we get asked quite often, but due to our schedule, it's a little rough. We do it's what's called inza court. We do, uh, we speak in front of private investigative groups. We do attorneys continuing legal education. Um, just uh, auto, audio engineering society, just um, we try to do a few a year and that's about what our schedules will allow given our our, our, our time.
4: Your Honor, at this point I'd like to attend to Mr. Newmeister as an expert in the field of digital forensics. Any objection? No objection. No. All right, so moved. Mr. Newmeister, turning to the work you've done in this case, um, what have you done?
8: I was asked to analyze the uh, photographs or photographs of reported injuries to Ms. Heard. And what was the purpose of that analysis? To authenticate photos or to uh, to review and see if they were uh, altered in any way. What did you analyze to, to reach your opinions? Well I analyzed groups of photos that were submitted by uh, Ms. Heard's legal team. What work did you do to analyze those photographs? Well, normally you start off by looking at the, what's called the EXIF data. The EXIF data is the binary data that's encoded into a, a photograph. It tells you, for example, um, if, fire, if the flash if what the operating software version was of the cell phone for, or camera that it shot a photo, what type of lens was used, what the f-stop was. There's literally about a thousand lines of code in the EXIF data on a JPEG photo. So we would start with an EXIF. Uh, editor or an access viewer. Anything else that you looked at? Yes, um, when we're dealing with RGB cameras, which are red, green, and blue channel cameras, which would be a cell phone or a, a basic home camera, they're based on RGB channels, we would do um, four, di- four types of scopes. We would do a vector scope, we do, we do a luminance scope, we do a waveform scope, and then what's called an RGB parade. And those scopes analyze different things. The vector scope analyzes where the different types of colors are headed. In, for example, it's broken up into reds, magenta, and different areas on a on a scope. We would um, we would take a look at that to see if there's anything out of the normal for the type of camera being used. In other words, would there be above a certain percentage of Chroma, and
9: chroma means color
4: saturation. Objection,
0: Your Honor, um, outside the scope, we can approach. Right. like approach. Uh, By the way, thanks for 5,000 plus listeners and subscribers across social media, Christopher Gaboneta, Christopher Potis, Christopher Prez, um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, of course and here on, um, YouTube, YouTube channel, I should be going live like, uh, Emily D. Baker, I cover, I cover other people's, I cover a lot of other, other people's stuff, because there's a lot of great stuff out there, and, uh, and, uh, adding my own, can spin on things thanks if um, you're enjoying this podcast uh, I do cover the Johnny Deep trial um, that's my boyfriend in fact just to confirm the rumors everybody's been wondering who's Johnny Deep's new girlfriend well that's me That that would be me So yes, um, if I don't get another chance to tell you, please do call Congress 202-224-3121 and the White House 202-456-1111 demand criminal indictments for Mr. Trump and his, his minions, GOP, turd lickers, turd knockers. Mad criminal of Mr. Director, based on the um, analysis you performed in this case,
4: uh, have you formed any opinions? Pardon? Based on the analysis you've done in this case, have you formed any opinions? Yes. What are they?
8: Well, three basic ones. One is quite a number of the photos have been through a photo, in, uh, at least one possibly checks. Your Honor,
9: Foundation, which photos is he referring to?
4: We have to go through this one by one. One's in evidence. Uh, Mr. Neumaster, in terms of the photos um, that you looked at and that you formed opinions about? Do you un- do you understand if they've been submitted in evidence in this case?
8: Yes. Okay. And what conclusions have you formed about those? Same objection, Your Honor. That
9: doesn't cure the issue of the objection. We have to go through this. Which photos is she talking about? Which ones in evidence? What exhibit
4: numbers? That's that's the basis of the YOU'RE Objection talking generally about opinions right now, Your Honor, and we're gonna get into some specifics. I think that goes straight to specifics. Okay. Gone THROUGH A WHAT? Um, MR. NEWMEISTER, HAVE YOU PREPARED A DEMONSTRATIVE um, THAT aids IN YOUR TESTIMONY WITH RESPECT TO ANY OF THE PHOTOS THAT YOU LOOKED AT IN THIS CASE? YES. Um, I'D LIKE TO PULL UP plaintiffs 1303, YOUR HONOR, IF I MIGHT APPROACH.
9: Right. YOUR HONOR, I WOULD, AGAIN, I CHECK, WE CAN APPROACH TO DISCUSS okay. IT.
0: It's interesting that uh, the main lawyers, well, the ones that the ones that uh, are the most striking are the lady lawyers, Just kind of because it maybe because it's a domestic violence related case, um, or maybe or maybe not. But anyway um I did I did get a me- nice message from my boyfriend Johnny um, thanking me for my for my um, the empl- uh, basically my my work that I do supporting him. And you kiss my heart. How beautiful! Tom, is can
4: we pull up um, Defendant's Exhibit One Seventy Eight, which has been admitted into evidence? Mr. Newmeister, um, is this does this photo appear to be one that you have analyzed as part of your analysis in this case? There were many versions of this photo.
8: Um, I would say there were dozens of different versions with different chromatic values, different file sizes, different physical sizes. Some have been through Photos One or Photos Three, which are photo editing software uh, programs.
4: Okay. Um, Your Honor, at this time, I'd like to um, show Mr. De- Mr. Newmeister's demonstrative, of um, Exhibit One Thousand Three Hundred Three. All right. Any other objection?
9: I would object again, Your Honor, because the photograph in One Hundred Seventy A is not in evidence. Right. Or yeah, I mean the photograph is in evidence. The none of the photographs he wishes to show the
4: jury are in evidence. One Thousand Three Hundred Three. Is in evidence over objection. Oh, not in evidence, I'm sorry, as a demonstrative. Just as a demonstrative, I'm sorry. Could we go to the, the dream, And Mr. Neumeister, um, what does this demonstrative show about um, the
8: photos that you analyzed? Well, they, they appear to be similar. However, if you look below at the file sizes, uh, one on the left is 712 kilobytes, the one in the middle is 489 kilobytes and the one on the right is 524 kilobytes. Now, what's unusual about that is these photos will not digitally fingerprint with each other. They won't hash. In other words, forensically, they don't match. But the thing is, you could say, well, it was sent through email, maybe it's a different size. This The file sizes, for example, would be possibly, uh, you know, you can select the file size, you send a photo, but There's no way to authenticate any photo that was presented in the way the evidence was collected. What? And so what conclusions do you draw from that?
9: that
8: Well, this is just three of many of the same type of photos that are all different sizes and have different chromatic, which means color. Objection, Your Honor. Mm -hmm.
4: We just had a ruling on this. All right, sustained objection. Mr. Endermester, stick to your opinions that relate specifically to what you analyzed about the EXIF data, please.
8: All three of these photos had to go through some type of transformation to change sizes.
4: We can take that one down. Um, you mentioned um,
8: Photos 1.5 and Photos 3.0 earlier, I believe. Photos. Uh, what is that? Photos 3 and Photos 1.5 are editing programs that um, Macintosh or Apple put out with their product. It's for uh, editing photos. In other words, you would put a photo in, and you would change the colors, or you would crop it, or you would clarify it by enhancing, for example, the sharpening, or you could darken it. Um, but when you save a photo through an editing program, you leave a mark on the EXIF data.
4: And what is the exit data?
8: The exit data is the data that is embedded in a photograph that tells you a lot about the photograph. And again, in the early days, when we were using film cameras, you would write down the f-stop, which is the the light setting. You would would write the type of lens you use, the time of day, um, the type of film sock, the type of filters you're using. Now in digital cameras, that's all electronically. And there's about about 1,000 lines of code of which 50 are probably important that tell you what the camera was doing.
4: So what's the significance of EXIF data in your photo analysis?
8: Well, in this situation, I can see that normally where the operating system of the camera would be, which means the version that the of operating system the phone is running on. It would normally say something like, I'll just throw out an arbitrary number, 9.1.3 operating system for iOS which is Apple's iPhone operating system. Instead of saying that, it says software, photos 3.0, or photos 1.0. That means that the photo had to be rendered, which means composited together in an editing program.
4: Hmm. Did you prepare a demonstrative that shows uh, some of your analysis of some of the exit data of the photos in this case? Yes, I did. Can we pull up 1304, please? Your Honor, may I approach? Layers.
0: Layers.
4: Permission to publish as a demonstrative, Your Honor. Mm -hmm. Any, Any objection? Any objection, Mr. I'm sorry, Your Honor. So no, it was just I'm to publish talking. it so as a demonstrative. Um,
9: uh, no objections, demonstrative. All right,
4: thank you. We'll publish it as 1304, just as a demonstrative. And, Mr. Neumeister, are, are these uh, the images in this demonstrative excerpts from the report you prepared in this case? Yes,
8: yeah.
4: And what do they show?
8: On this particular uh, photo, and, and on all of them, it shows the first few lines of EXIF data, the ones that would be most important for this photograph. So, for example, things you would see, the very top line would be the make of a phone. It's an Apple iPhone 6. And then the resolution is 72 pixels per inch, 72 to one. Um, and instead, where it says software, on a normal iPhone photo, it would, instead of saying photos three, it would say uh, the software version, for example, 9.3.1. And then you've got the date and the time of the photo uh, below that, and which is really easy to change in an EXIF editor. And below that you have uh, things like the exact, F, like the flash, you've got um, the exposure type, how long the exposure was. Uh, so, what you just highlighted there again was the date and time. Uh, so that's uh, universal time code minus whatever area you're in uh, in the world.
4: Anything else you want to show us with this
8: demonstrative? Uh, yeah, just below that, if you look, up, there's some um, things that would say, uh, for example, a directly photographed image. That is not going to be necessarily accurate once it's been through an editor. Uh, it will always pretty much say that. Um, so. When you're looking at the scene, scene type or auto exposure, um, these are things that uh, that really don't matter all that much. What would matter is, um, for example, if you're taking notes, the focal length would be important. Um, the pattern of metering, uh, things like that to a photographer would be, would be important. And again, this is just a few lines. And the reason I put these in there was just to explain a bit what Exit data is uh, the actual thing I'm trying to point out is the fact that instead of an operating system, it shows the um, uh, the editing program that was used on this photo.
4: Um, are there additional photos that you did this analysis for? Yes, many. Um, can we scroll to the next page, please, Tom? Is there anything um, about this photo that you noted as part of your analysis, Mr. Neumeister?
8: Yes. Again, it's it's a. Uh, You know, right right there, you've got Photos 3.0 on that particular photo. And I think, you know, we pretty much covered what what this is, but again, you see the Photos 3.0. And again, this could not come out of an iPhone this way. This would go into a computer, be edited, and rendered through the photo uh, editing, photo editor. And this would then be embedded in the um, Exif data. Do you have other photos in this demonstrative? Yes. All right. Can we scroll to the next page? Um, same thing. You've got up here in the top. You've got the uh, the photos 3.0, and this is uh, throughout a lot of the photos that are uh, in evidence or versions of the photos in evidence were gone through. Photos 3.0 or photos 1.5, an earlier version. Can we scroll to the next um, page, please? And what about this one? Same thing, photos 3.0. And again, in a photo uh, editing app, you can do an awful lot of things. So when you see photos 3.0, first of all, you know it's not anywhere near an original. There's gonna be compression artifacts because it's a JPEG file. Ah, I'll sustain the objection.
4: Next question. Can we move on um, to the next page of this um, demonstrative, please?
8: And okay. again, same thing. Uh, you've got the photos
4: and I believe there's one final photo in this um, demonstrative. What about this one?
8: Again, if you look up there, it says photo uh, 3.0 on that particular photo.
4: We can take that one down. Um, you're all right. a little bit left. I don't know if you wanted to. All right, you want to take our afternoon? Let's go ahead and take our afternoon recess. Just uh, do not discuss the case and don't do any outside research. Thank
0: you. Uh. It does not not apply to me, man. Okay. Anyway. Um... Prosecution's expert was fantastic, very detailed, incredible. He objected to... So let's just come back at 4 o'clock,
4: alright?
0: I like Elaine's blazer pop of color in the court I've been wondering what's in their drinks if I were Johnny and I could sneak in the side door without going through security I would put some Bailey's in my coffee and sneak it in maybe some drugs too if I were Johnny what kind of shit bird is this arsehole Emma has such a look on her face. It's like a smug, arrogant look like she's right. Everyone else is wrong. Look, I can't see how anyone would believe her. Even on the stand, she had those looks. One reply. It makes her look ignorant because you can tell it's not hers. like she is trying to imitate the opposing side because they smile and smirk as they should when she comes up with her crazy allegations. Smirk gives me, I know I'm losing, but I'm going to give it a fake smirk to make it look like everyone is lying. Except for me. (sighs) <sighs> what happened? Her lawyer uh, uh, tried to imitate Camille, but he acts as a clown. <laughs> How is he allowed to be so rude to her lawyer? I thought the same thing of. Um... Okay. Where's the rest? Top newest. Johnny is, uh... <clears throat> Johnny's is a soul full light, very far developed. So the soul of Amber will have to go through some more incarnations before she gets to the point where his is already now. She is far underneath, not only in terms of personal development. Also, some matter of fact, isn't it weird that Johnny, with all the drugs and alcohol he has been using throughout his life, remembers things exactly the same every time he testifies? Whereas Amber, obviously not using drugs as much. Hey there, we're back with the Christopher Cabinet to show and they just went on a break and now they're coming back and we're seeing, or listening to the last bit of <clears throat> the Johnny Deep Day 21 Scamber turds libel trial. Here we go. Mr. Neumeister, we're gonna
4: um go ahead and play the demonstrative that you prepared and then um after <coughs> to see if you can explain to them um what the demonstrative shows that would
0: be great. Like. digital forensics asper expert, expert. ha <laughs> looking at the photos, they've all been changed, they've been rendered. Haha. Rendered. It looks a little red.
8: Mr. Newminster, what was uh, depicted in that video? The same photo treated uh, two different ways. One was marked with the original, or with the operating system from an iPhone, which is iOS 9.3.1 on that particular. Uh, photo the one this is nine point three point one there's a graphic below indicating it the second photo uh, is marked photos three and it looks quite a bit different and um, just Tom
4: could we pull up defendant 708 uh,
0: 708
4: mr. Neumeister, does the image in defendant 708 appear to be uh, similar the same photo as uh, what was depicted in your demonstrative it's the it, it's the Actually, it's the Photos 3.0 uh, edit version. Thank you. We can take that one down, Tom.
0: Edit version. Huh? Um,
4: Mr. Neumeister, we also formed an opinion about defendants, mm-hmm. exhibits 712 and 713. Correct. Um, did you prepare a demonstrative that it shows? Um... I can show you mm-hmm. if you'd you like, Your Honor.
0: Uh, it's <clears throat> so they did look quite different um one she looked a lot more red with the other oh. um. yeah she's uh She's fabricated this evidence, which she has, then um, she should get nailed for it. Wouldn't that'd be fun. <laughs> Nail her for fabricating evidence. All right, could we pull up um, Plaintiff's Exhibit
4: 1306, Tom? And, Your Honor, this is another video that. Um, oh, can you pause that? This is another
0: video that we prepared. It's it's not published yet, so I'm happy to play it once through. um, So that play. Right. So yeah. Wouldn't that be fun?
4: What, uh, exhibits are these that are in
9: this Tigger
0: Wayne. I just
4: tried to get my question out a moment ago. Defendant 712 and 713, Your Honor.
0: It's fucking heinous. If they prove... Okay, sure, you know. If they prove that she, uh... Fabricated evidence... To defame him. Comma. So if the court finds that Miss Turd fabricated evidence to defame our hero, Johnny Depp, I think I'll tag my beef. Say love, love, love. Then shouldn't she be taken away in cuffs? Just saying. I'm not a lawyer yet, but Miss Turd's actions are really heinous. Johnny is right. This woman is totally out of control.
4: And if we could go ahead and play that please, Um, Tom. And, Mr. Neumeister, um, what's your,
8: um, wh- what do we see here? it has got Next a
0: little here. fucking blush, on.
8: Uh, there's uh, exhibit 712, I believe. You have, I'm not sure the date's on, but 712 and 713. Uh, they're two separate exhibits, except it's the exact same photograph that's been edited.
3: Uh, one has been edited,
8: one hasn't. Or I can't say that one hasn't, but uh, the colors have been uh, modified in an editor. Objection, Your Honor. Uh, beyond the scope of your ruling, talking about colors.
9: It keeps happening.
4: Thank you. Um, Mr. Neumeister, um, did you form an opinion in this case about the authenticity of the photos that you
8: review, re- reviewed of Mr. Well, first of all, you can't, I can't, <laughs> nobody can identify the authenticity of the just photos. Just gave a smirk. Marked photos three, photos one, or just marked with the operating system that oh, looks amazing collection so these came from an itunes backup now what is an itunes backup it's, it's not, Jackson, your honor i'm, I'm sorry
9: don't go the scope of your ruling exit metadata this keeps happening mm-hmm. on this one?
0: <laughs> they want they want to get out of it talking about metadata ha ha ha, ha. just gonna get nailed she just kind of like gave this like weird smile to the law her lawyer. She knows she's on camera, so she's like that. That person I was totally right said that she's act. She's trying to act like everybody else is lying, <laughs> and um, like uh, yeah. Like, hello, Chad. With a lawyer smiling, with her turd hairdo. Nice do turds.
4: So, Mr. Newmeister, um, without going into the specifics, what's your opinion about the authenticity of the photos you received from Ms. Hart? Based on the way they were collected, there would Objection, be. Objection, Your Honor. You just ruled on this. I frame my question, I thought, Your Honor, to avoid the issue that you're concerned about. Mr. Neumeister, what's your
8: opinion about the authenticity here? There's no way for any forensic expert to validate any of these photos. Thank you very much. No further questions. Good afternoon, Mr. Hello, Newmeister. Nice
4: Good
9: dude, third um, Your only degree is in political science, correct? 42 years ago, correct. And you have no degree whatsoever from any academic institution in computer science, correct? That's correct. And you have no certifications in computer forensics, correct? That's correct.
0: Yeah, he's still a fucking expert, motherfucker. Love it or shove it.
9: From the opinions you (laughs) testified today, you rely on no data, except for the embedded EXIF metadata to support those opinions, correct? Incorrect. What mm-hmm. other data did you rely on for the opinions you've testified to today? I was trying to explain. kept no, What <laughs> other data did you rely on for the actual opinions you've been able to testify to today besides EXIF metadata? The type of extraction that was performed.
8: You're asking the question. For the actual fact? opinions you, del- you testified to. That is what I would use. Huh. I would also use vector
0: scopes. Objection, Your Honor. That, that was not responsive to my Rest question. Coach. They want to. They will try. Anything to get this thrown out. This uh, this part dismissed. Seven o six.
4: Or you can answer that question. What? You can answer the
9: question. Can you restate the question? <laughs> uh, I, I don't recall a question,
0: Your, Honor. We <laughs>
4: it. Your
9: Honor, Maybe we can have a corporate report
4: and
8: it back. They could redirect. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question?
0: <laughs> redirect. Another desperate attempt.
8: I believe the question was, what methodology did I use to make my findings? Judy's voice has changed.
4: Uh, sorry. Is, is that correct, Judy? Okay.
8: Yes. So, when you're analyzing. Video or photo? In this objection story, to video, Your Honor, that's beyond the scope. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, if you could just answer the questions. When you're analyzing a photo, a digital photo, you look at the hex of data. You use a scope, You can use a Pantone chart if that's available. It that should be done, but
9: that's a whole different deal. If I go into that He'll object to it. So you'd also use (laughs) a waveform scope, you would use an RGB parade, you can use a histogram, though in this case it's not really all that relevant. You are not offering any opinions that any photograph in this case was intentionally modified by Ms. Hurd. correct? I'm just stating the fact that photographs were modified. So you are not offering any opinion that any photograph in this case was intentionally modified by Ms. Heard, correct? That's correct. Can you please pull up exhibit 170A? Is that defendants 170? Defendants 170, yes, Your Honor. So you offer testimony regarding this photograph during the direct examination, right, Mr. Neumeister? There's, that. that's a yes or no, sir? photograph like that i I don't exactly remember the uh photograph there's so many different versions of this photograph but yes i I
4: talked about that particular photograph but uh, do you recall being deposed in this matter yes you were under oath yes that was on april 6 2022 i believe yes sir
9: So, um, Mr. Neumeister, if you could please turn to page 76. And when I say pages, those are the little pages in the four boxes, not the page at the top. Do you see page 76, line 3? You were asked on April 6, anywhere in your April first, 2022 expert disclosure, do you offer any opinions regarding the authenticity or lack of authenticity of the specific photograph produced as ALH 7101? Response, can I refer to my report to see if that specific number is in the report? Yes. Response, not that specific photo. I just grabbed three out of the batch. Do you see that? Yes. Can you please pull up Exhibit 517 or Defendant's 517? Thank you. You are not offering any opinions regarding this specific photograph, right, Mr. Neumeister?
8: That's correct, my testimony has been limited here. And you
9: are not offering any opinion that any photograph was visually doctored by Amber, correct? Not by, I can't put the person uh, who might have done it. Well, you're not offering an opinion that a photo was visually doctored by anyone, are you? I'd have to see each photo.
8: There's no way to authenticate any of these photos based on what I received.
9: So you testified about Photos 3, do you recall that testimony? Correct. Photos 3 is a photo editing and photo sorting application, correct? It's a photo editor and photo sorter as is, is our number of editors. So when you reference Photos 3.0, you never did any independent research. Um, so when the, when the software of a photograph in the EXIF metadata says Photos 3.0, that could be just saying that the photo was saved in Photos 3.0. Correct? Unless you looked at the scope of the photos, that would tell you that the parameters of the photo do not meet that of the cell phone that it was taken on. But the notation photos 3.0 and the software EXIF metadata, that does not in and of itself mean that the photo was edited in photos 3.0, correct? It means that you've recompressed the photo and it will not hash or digitally fingerprint with the original photo. But it does not mean in and of itself that it was visually edited in any way in photos 3.0, correct? Again, it's not the same photo because you're using lossy compression once you save it. So you would change the photo. So if you could please turn to page 233 of that transcript.
0: Change the photo, fuckers.
9: And line 20, do you see a question when it says exit software, okay, photos 3.0 two thirty-four, That's just saying it was saved in Photos
6: 3.0, right? Response. Saved in 3.0. That's correct. Question. That notation in and of itself does not mean that the photo was edited in 3.0, right? Answer. That's
9: correct. Did I read that correctly? Yes. The file has not changed visually just because it has been processed through Photos 3.0, correct? That's incorrect. Can you look at page 128 of your depositions? 920, question, you see, question, but the file change visually just because it, is, it has been processed through Photos 3.0. Answer, you know, obviously I understand what you're asking. From a technical point, yes, because of the compression. You get down to scopes and artifacts, yes, it has changed. Was it intentionally changed? We don't know. In other words, did somebody save it in there and just save the photo? We don't know. Did I read that correctly? That's correct. But again, it's just, but just that was my question, Mr. McCain. Uh,
0: don't want any clarification. So, the EXIF
9: metadata software field lists the software as iOS, you have no reason to dispute that, correct? Incorrect. Well, it wasn't data, data that was being testified to, right? It's
8: very simple to modify EXIF data. It's, it's, did, you did you find, find any evidence phone? in
9: this case of actual modification of EXIF metadata?
8: You can't. You can't authenticate any of these photos because of the way they were. That wasn't my question, Mr.
9: Newmaster. Did you find any evidence of any modification or exit metadata of any photograph in this case? You didn't listen to my answer. My answer is there is no way to know because of the way the files were presented. So you, but you, actually, you found no actual evidence of it, correct? That No one could. I'm not asking way. anyone else could, Mr. Newmaster. I'm asking if you yourself...
8: You, you found no evidence of any modification of MetXIF metadata, if any photograph in this case, correct? Now, I understand trying to control the narrative, but there's no way to answer that scientifically <laughs> because given the evidence we were given, there is no way to positively or negatively answer that. It's not a question that can be answered. It is It is a question, Mr. Remeister. The question is, did you yourself, you found no affirmative evidence of any modification Software exit, metadata of any photograph in this case, correct? You you found no actual evidence of that, did you? No one could tell either way because. I
9: asked him anyone else questions she
8: she Did you you found no
9: evidence of that, did you? Objection, Your Honor,
4: asked me answer. <laughs> He's not answering what you right? found. Overruled. Oh, There's not a
8: way to answer that the way you're asking the question. You have to restate it. You're trying to... Your Honor, he's not responding to the question. Can you
4: just answer yes or no, sir, to the
9: question? It's not a yes or no question. Did you, yes or no, you you found no evidence of exit metadata modification of any photograph in this case, correct? That's incorrect. Is your opinion that the metadata of all photographs of purported injuries that Ms. Heard has identified as her trial exhibits do not indicate that the photographs went through a photo editing application, correct? Ah. Well, um, first of all, that is incorrect. That's, that's not, not an answer, question, because a lot of the exhibits that you have, have um, put up, they're not photographs,
8: they're screen grabs, and they've been changed from an Apple format, which is JPEG, J. JPEG to a JPG Microsoft format. So you have actually changed the exemplars. you changed the data yourselves. The, uh, we actually ran uh, exit data on some of your own examples that you've entered in the evidence. They are not photos from an iPhone. Those were edited in a PC. I'm gonna uh, hand up a page for your
9: disclosure.
6: Uh-huh,
0: those were edited. Ask the publicist. Bring the publicist on the stead. Miss Turd brought a publicist with her to the court to get the restraining order. Take some pictures.
4: Did you see on page eight of your disclosure, Mr. Newmeister? It states, "quote
9: The metadata of all of the photographs of purported injuries that Ms. Hurd has identified as her trial exhibits do not indicate that the photographs went through a photo editing application." Did I read that correct? That's correct. No but word, we're talking no further questions.
4: Redirect. Mr. Newmeister. Um, Mr. Murphy was asking you some questions about your opinion about the trial exhibits that Ms. Murphy has offered in this matter. Um, And he asked you about your opinion that they don't indicate that they've gone through a
8: photo editing
4: application. What can you tell us
8: about that? first of all, this last exhibit, it says metadata, not EXIF data. So that's two different things altogether. We're talking EXIF data, and on the report I put metadata because I was requested to cover metadata and EXIF data. So it's taken out of context. The exit data is the data based that's embedded in the photo metadata can be the file
9: data about the file. Itself, two different things. So, the way the data was collected, it was an iTunes backup is a backup objection, your honor, backups outside the scope, your honor's ruling beyond he... exit metadata. Huh. I think you'll opened the door. Go ahead, Brian. And iTunes backup is only a backup of things that are on a iPhone that have not been deleted. It does not ah! have the critical operating system. It doesn't have any of the files that would validate the path of a photograph
8: in that phone. It does not have a lot of log files. It does not have the non-C database which talks about usage of the phone and. Uh, the patterns of how data was handled. All it is is the photos you decided to save, not the photos you deleted. So it's a very limited database. Without the system registry or without the system operating system, there's no way to tell because it's very easy to modify a photo on a phone and have it just read iOS 9.3.1. But with the actual phone, if you were able to get a hold of the actual phone. And in 95% of all cases we work, we have the actual phones, it doesn't matter if the, the phones are 10 years old or 20 years old, or, or 20 years old, or 10 years old. The reason is if people have something they want to keep as evidence, they don't throw out their phones. They don't recycle their phones. They save their phones. So people ask how we're doing phones on 13 year old cases because people do not throw out
7: evidence. They keep the phone. So, in a situation like this, there are no forensic extractions. In fact, the extractions that we were provided were backups of backups of iTunes uh, just exports. So, it's third generation, and there is no way to verify the file paths and the history of any single photo that we've looked at. No further
4: questions, Your Honor. All right. Thank you, sir. So you can have a the corner where you're free to go. Thank you very much.
5: your next witness we call morgan excuse me beverly leonard by video link i need the tv all right just give us a moment to get the tv up
0: T.R.O. Okay. Miss Turds. It's... Put in the Mr. Miss. So, um, I don't think the last one.
3: Whoa.
1: It's your boy, Guy Jr., a.k.a.